Yeah, thanks everybody. Um, I said to Sasari on the way, or somewhere just before coming through, um, well, we're going to pray now as well, but uh, if the Lord and the Holy Spirit decides we're doing a different message, well, then that's going to be it. And I thought, okay, this is it. <laughs> Everything's switched off. I'm going on a new tangent here, and this is going to be interesting. But uh, anyway, it's all back on, on track. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind, let's just uh, pray. May need to get me calm. Lord, I, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And uh, I really pray, as Daryl also prayed, that we'll just open our, our minds, our hearts, that we'll clearly hear you, Lord. And Lord, you know my prayers that none of us here have to do the journey that I did. Around the mountain, probably 43 years before I really realized the power of prayer and not even the power of prayer, of just being obedient, Lord, and putting you first. And Lord, as I speak today, that it's, it's nothing about me. Yes, we're giving testimonies and everything, Lord, but that it's, it's about how great you are and how good you are. And that we will always put you first, seek your kingdom first, and know that just Staying close to you, we are safe, Lord. doesn't mean that we're not going to have attacks against us, but that we know that we're safe. We know that we can call on you. And I just pray, Lord, that this, this word will really sink in deep, and it'll be you know, Damascus experiences for, even for myself again here today, Lord. I just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, as I said, I've got this all on computer and timer starting now. Um, otherwise, most of you know me. Uh, this could end up until 5 o'clock when the other guys arrive. Yeah. We'll actually just bring them in. It'll be easier. But anyway, um, and then there's a lot of our com here, which is also dangerous because some of the stories they may have heard, but uh, perhaps they didn't listen. So let's see. Okay, but jokes aside, yeah, we've got amazing com. You guys are really great. Okay, we are, it's prayer, and, um, and it's, it's a w what prayer has been doing for us in our lives. And I have to give Sasari the honor. When she came into my life, she really got me into a place of understanding um, something that I never knew of. That quiet place, that really quiet place, meeting the Lord. I got jealous about it for a while. When we had a tiff here and there, and we do, and we did, especially in the beginning, um, she would always run back to the Lord and always ask for time, and she'd come back with solid word that I just know that I know that I know she met with the Lord. Um, but it's only until recently I realized my journey, I still have to go and spend time with the Lord, but I don't have to hear him exactly the same way she did. And I pro probably did myself a disfavor trying to want exactly what she had. But thank the Lord, he's shown me now slightly different in the way he speaks to me. Anyway, um, I'm going to share on a few testimonies, some quickly, and then a third one will be a little bit more detail um, as to how the Lord has worked through certain circumstances in our life. And just remembering it's prayer um, specifically, but then also the word. We can't miss the two. They go together. And some of us venture more into scripture, me, technical, what does the Hebrew and the Greek say, and all of that, and go into those rabbit trails which are good. But then we don't always go into the spirit. 
I've learned that praying in the Spirit, especially when you don't know what to pray, is exactly where you should be. And things will change. You go out here, something happens, and it's awesome, and you just don't know how did that happen because the Holy Spirit knew and Jesus knew exactly what you needed. You prayed in the Spirit, and it's all set up in the Spirit already. So, okay, that's just as a little intro. Um, this is just something to put myself on the spot. If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. So I trust you guys are going to understand it well enough at the end of this lot because, and that I haven't complicated it too much. Um, I'll touch on some, some scriptures as well towards the end of it so you can see from the testimony what the words, basically, the word says. Okay. Um, fear of God, and the question is, do we really? And that's been coming through lots of you that are in prayer or wherever else, uh, our com, you've been hearing that a lot as well. Um, do we really fear God? Do we know what that means? And this week it came through very strongly as well. Um, do we, are we putting God first? And that was at prayer on Tuesday morning. It really was serious. Are we just bringing him along to sort out our issues? Um, and like the ark was in the Old Testament, or are we with God, asking Him what He wants for His purpose with our lives. But it's all about Him. And if we've got those wrong, well, we, you'll see the scriptures just now. It's not really that good. So, so anyway, the f um, if we look at the, the next slide here, fear of God versus fear of man and fleshly desires. And I think that's one of the, the big things where we go wrong. Um, do we place God above any of our circumstances? And uh, you all know that. How are you doing? No, under the circumstances, I'm doing all right. You mustn't be under the circumstances. You don't have to be. We've got a place of victory already from where we should be walking. Because Jesus did it all. Um, I'm really getting to a space, and Mike's not here now, but um, I'm getting to a space where I, f I feel it's, it's totally wrong to say, Lord, help me with this. He's done it. We should be, help me do it, complete what you're telling me to do. But don't come and do anything more, because he's done it all for us. He's forgiven us our sins and everything. So anyway, that's a fine line there, I know. Um, but it, that we should really be walking from a place of victory and an understanding that the Lord has done it. We've got the authority, we've got the power and already. But if we don't do these things, is it because of a fear of man? or our fleshly desires. Those are the two things that are going to stop us from doing things. Obviously, the other one is we don't understand who God is. And how do we get there um, to understand who He is? Prayer, um, and obviously in the Word. Now, I just want to place a few things in context here. Um, when we are more fearful of man and, and go after the fleshly desires, it's a whole lot of things here. So we're not spending enough time in prayer. We're not spending enough time in the Word. The Word says, my people um, perish because, because of a lack of knowledge. And that's where people normally stop. And it's not a lack of knowledge. It's a knowledge of Him, Jesus, um, knowing the Word. Um, idolatry. And we can, we've got millions of things that we have idols of. Surfing, and we can carry on. Fears. Um, fears 
there are so many. Um, and people would say, I'm worried, and I'm just a little bit concerned, and a person must, and, uh, and uh, we've got all the excuses in the world. Excuses are hidden lies. That's what it is. So when you make an excuse, just think of today, Amash, it's a hidden lie. Get to the bottom of it and sort it out. Um, the occult, um, those are serious things, and I know those things, a person, we need help with that. Um, things that come through the family, um, dark entertainment, what movies are we watching, um, where are we messing around where we shouldn't be, rather spending time in prayer and with the Lord and in good fellowship. Um, greed, uh, that's huge. It, and again, we can be busy with investments, we can be busy with this and busy with that because I have to look after my fa family. Just check nicely that there's not a greed thing somewhere down there. Pride, again, all the excuses, all this, um, this hiding behind this and that, whatever it is. Pride is, is unfortunately not a, well, a, you see it a mile away. Unforgiveness, uh, I can give, keep you busy for another week just on that one. Unforgiveness, that it will give you a disease. It's the way the chemical imbalances happen, the chemical reaction takes place with every thought. So if you've got unforgiveness and there's um, unhappiness or in your life, there's a negative um, thought, it's a ne negative chemical reaction and your body is poisoned and it's proven that you will have a certain disease depending on the type of unforgiveness you have. So let's not go there. Um, offenses, same thing. Um, we can't give an offense. We actually take one. Um, yes, we can be harsh, we can be rude and whatever it is and we shouldn't be, but then the other person, if you're on the receiving side, we shouldn't take it. Um, so I can carry on, and I'm not going to carry on preaching on that at that vein. I'm going to get to the good stuff. Okay, testimony one. Um, and it's just a quick run through, and this is really going to be quick. Um, Cesari and I went through a period of time when she came into our marriage, uh, onto my life and the family, and we got married, and very quickly there wasn't money, and then it got worse. She listened to the Lord. He said to her, sell your house. I had nothing. She comes into a marriage. Kids were 11 and 9. The Lord tells her to sell her house to get us, out, not out of debt, less debt. That's how bad it was. She did it. She was obedient. Uh, was it difficult? Did her family tell her she's stupid? Did they say the man is the, the whatever of the house and is supposed to look after everything? She was obedient to and, and followed through with that. Um, and that is sitting at the Lord and knowing. You only do that when you hear the Lord. You're not going to do that if anything else. So well done, my darling, and thanks for that. We went through a period, even after that, we went through a period of 14 months of pantry looking after us every Wednesday night after Kingdom School, Bible School. Uh, 14 months, every night, with, uh, those weeks, we were given a box of food for the week. Random people would phone, meet me at the garage, I'll fill your tank, I'll do this, I'll do that. It was just in the journey, it was really humbling and where I always was the one that could always hand out and suddenly you cannot, you, it's humble pie. Um, but thank you Lord, there we, the purifying fire was there. Um, there was a little bit of a reprieve, um, got some work from the UAE from here, worked from George and just kind of just getting there. And little miracles happened there. We'll talk about that at another stage. 
Um, but Cesari and I were basically in full-time ministry at the time because we didn't have work. Um, and we really thought we we're going to be continue and that the church will somehow want us. <laughs> but we just served. We just served prayer, especially Cesari again, um, in, in certain prayer partners with, with very difficult cases. And then suddenly I get this call. Um, the Lord told me to sell my business, and I said, what? It's a practice, I'm a quantity surveyor, how can you sell your practice if you've got no work? It's got no value. Told me to sell it, two years later I get a call, um, and somebody said they want to buy the business. Long story short, we meet, I praise, sorry praise, he praise. We all get the exact same value for a business that has got no value. He says he hasn't got money, but the Lord says I must pay this. Eventually, six, seven months later, he comes with somebody, make me an offer to pay it off over 20 months. We could pay our rent on that, a little bit of food, and that was it. Six months into that, he calls and says, do you want to come and consult for us to our main client? And I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. We prayed about it, so sorry, and I prayed again. Just hear all the prayer things, um, because you don't know what to do. Cesari gets a scripture, I get a scripture. They are identical scriptures at different times, three days apart. I didn't share what I got. I just said I heard from the Lord what I must do, what we must do. Three chapters apart, the same scripture that we had. We must move. Very clear. Um, I come down. It's a five-month contract only. I come down. I just sense from the Lord, bring the whole family down. Hectic. How do you bring them down without money? That's the other part of it as well. Anyway, we decide we're going to be obedient. We're going to do it. They come down, check out schools, take houses. We get it, boom, boom, everything works. They come down. Two weeks after that, my contract was extended. That's also two weeks before the five-month contract expired. It was extended for a year. And that's been extended again. And then we got a three-year contract with the government, and we took over the whole business. I was given 50% back of that other business, and it's grown to be something monstrous. So praise the Lord again. So all of these, I'm telling you not because we are great. It's just to sh show that, that when you stand on the Word and you hear the Lord, you can do things a little bit easier. If we hadn't heard and we thought we heard or and we were hasty, I think we would have collapsed long ago already. And, and then the, the one story I want to get to now, and then the, we're going to go to the scriptures. I was attacked horribly within the business where we were. Um, the consultants there, uh, really a, a, a hectic time. And it's a young guy that employed me at the time. He was 31. I was then 57. Um, and... I just get this call one day, what the, and he didn't speak nicely, but what did you do? It wasn't good, and you've messed up all relations with a client, and when I tell you to do whatever you do, you do it, and you are basically fired. I'll see you tomorrow morning. This is 9 o'clock at night. See you tomorrow morning at the office. We started at 6.30, went through to the client's offices, and uh, that morning, still Fisfanger Road, walked past Ruan's house, um, that's used to walk up that little hill. It was cold, it was miserable. And walking up there, and I prayed in the Spirit again, just praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. I don't know what to do anymore. That was a long night. Because now we've just got here, we're six months into getting here, signed the rental, got nothing else to fall back on. 
and I'm basically fired. And I'm saying, Lord, you sent me here. Where did I mess up? Even if I did, I repent of it now, but please help me. And all I got was zip your mouth. And it was like, what? It was in front of Ruan's house as I was walking up that little hill to the bus. And uh, I, I said, Lord, okay, I'll do it, but what do you mean by zip your mouth? And I got it that, don't defend yourself. I get to the office, the guy gets there half an hour late, walks in there, got a few people there ready. Are you, and he uses foul language. And that's open plan bigger than this. Lots of people there already. And uh, you better get your thing sorted out. I'm sorting this thing out. I don't even want to talk to you now. Loud. He wanted everybody to hear. That was the third time he'd actually done that to me. So I really thought it was the last time. Anyway, so um, long story short, he called in another um, consultant and another one, the the, 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 our client um, consultants, sat down and tried to fix up everything I'd messed up completely, according to him. Calls in another consultant, the guy says, no, but Martin's things are right. He says, it can't be, and the guy says, dum, dum, dum. He says, well, that's what Martin said, and oh, my word, and he realizes I was right. Now, I had actually doubted that I was right in the first place. I just made a <laughs> proposal. Anyway, um, I fixed up their stuff, got their reports out and did everything, and then he came to me about an hour later, and he said to me, how on earth could you take all that abuse I gave you all that time, and uh, why didn't you just pack your bags and go, or come and hit me or do something? I mean, you knew you were right. And uh, then I could testify and tell him. And obviously, people heard. They were around there. And I could say, because Jesus told me to zip my mouth, he will sort it out for me. And, uh, you know, he'll, he will resolve the issue. Anyway, um, that is prayer. And also a lot that went through that morning going there. Again, just petitioning with the Lord through the night. Lord, you told us to come here. We knew we had to come here. We had word to come here. So if you're going to take this away now and this job has to stop, then it has to stop because then you've got something better for me already. Um, then this isn't the end of the world. Um, so I could really rely on it, and I did. And I know Cesari did too. Lots of times I'd go to work. She would be praying. She'd let me know, watch this, check this, do whatever. Anyway. So that's how the Lord has worked with us through these um, situations. The, the, the one thing there was changing direction. It was just a testimony of the direction we could change from where we were in George to here, but we had to hear the Lord on that. The zipping your mouth, that's what I've just shared with you now. I'm just going to run through the rest because that was the, the... Then I just want to get to the scriptures. Job 4 verse 6. It is not your fear of God, is not your fear of God, your confidence and integrity of your ways, your hope. And I, that's what I really want to, to, for us to settle with. That where are we stepping from when we are in prayer, um, where, when we are facing attacks from the enemy? And the enemy comes through people, unfortunately, and our mind. Obviously, sometimes we fall for lies from the enemy, the fleshly desires. But is not your fear of God your confidence? So that we put God bigger than these issues and we can trust him and practice it with 
the smaller things that come against you, I really believe in that, that we can, if something small comes against you, go and put it towards the Lord straight away. Don't wait for a big thing to come. Practice with the small ones that you know, but wow, the Lord sorted this little one out. He can sort the big ones out as well. And then you know you can trust him, you can walk in that. In Genesis 20, 11, Abraham said, I did, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place. So what happened to poor Abram? He sees there's no fear of God in the people, so he fears them, so he puts them eh, bigger than God again. How many? Just think of that. How many times don't we do that? Suddenly you're afraid of the people because they don't fear God. Just stay focused on God. Don't take your focus off him and how big this enemy is and how whatever it is. The particular person I spoke about at work, he threatened myself and my partner to say he knows where our wives go for their runs and their jogs in the afternoon. He knows they're very active. Do as I say. That's the type of stuff we lived with. We just prayed over it. Prayed that the Lord will send his angels to protect everybody wherever they go, our kids. And, well, the Lord... The person was removed from that position. I took over everything. The Lord, the, the client came to me and gave us the whole business. Um, so praise the Lord for that. We didn't pray for that. We didn't ask that. We just asked, Lord, if he hardens his heart, remove. But we prayed. We've, we've, we've cried for that, for that family. And that's just the Lord again, if you spend enough time with him asking what to do. Anyway, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So where we started just now, when we go anywhere, are we bringing God along as our genie, our skivvy, our servant, or are we honoring, with him, honoring him with absolute, absolute reverence? Okay, my time is basically up. Um, okay, and then this one I touched on actually last week when um, Grant called me just to say something and encourage. Um, this has also been going around for a while now in my heart. Um, we the clay, who or what is molding you, me? What are we so busy with that's taking us away from the focus of God so that we can get to that place where we can stand. Do I still fall? Do I still mess up? Yes, I do. Um, but it is less the more time I spend with the Lord. So just check yourselves where we are with, with who's molding you. Is it hours in front of the TV, different games, different this, different sport, different whatever it is? Or is it time with fellowship, with everybody around us, the good people, and with the Lord, obviously. Oh, sorry, I just want to go back to that one. Sorry, they moved. Um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So it's, again, who's first in our lives? But I just want to quickly add a second part to the, and the rest will be added unto you. Guys, I, I'm also, I may be scripturally or theologically, whatever, wrong. Um... I really believe that added to you is what God wants for you for his life. It doesn't mean we can't have the nice and the good things, but if we're going to be focusing, we're doing this for the Lord so that we can have that, we're missing it, you're not going to get it, it's going to be a bag of holes, and he says it somewhere in his scripture elsewhere. 
Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. But that's his protection. That's where he's going to slay the enemies in front of us, like Jehoshaphat. Get yourself ready. Put the arm of God on. Go out in the morning. Go to the battlefield. And then he says, watch what I do with the enemy. Um, and this is, this is what he's doing for us. But then he also said, <coughs> um, he set himself to seek God. Oops. Oh, goodness gracious. I went set himself to see God in the days of Zechariah, Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Isn't that beautiful? He did not seek guidance from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over. Now, I don't want to come and doom and gloom and whatever here with, but there is a consequence to not following the Lord. And for a long time, I always said it's the Lord is like the hen over his chickens and looking after them. It's a little chicken that runs out and uh, the wind will blow it away or eagle will catch the thing or something like that. But even the Lord could. And that is not a healthy place to be. So stay at his feet. I, oh my word. Sorry guys, this thing's just jumping ahead. Uh, Murphy, I'm confusing you there. Okay, I just want to touch that one here. You won't be able to read it, but I'd uh, encourage you with that. I'm not going to continue further. Be still and know that I'm God. And that's what I want to touch on now. And then we can reflect on that. And then we can take it further, going to worship and that. So I'm just going to read these issues and where the Lord is speaking to us. So you don't have to try and read there. If you can't, it's, it's a bit difficult. The be still portion, which is in the green there, and then, and no is the yellow, and I am God is the blue. Be still. So that is actually stop talking, switch off your phone, stop communicating, listen, stop arguing, stop questioning, stop moaning. And then the next portion, and no. Stop doubting, be sure, have faith, no second opinion. Because God is, he is the I am. Trust him. Zip our mouths when we need to. I am God. This is what you should build it on. When these things come against you, count it all joy when trouble comes your way. Let it be an opportunity for you. Um, your character to grow, um, but also just to, to, to know him. So you know he is bigger than anything that comes against you. God is almighty. God is in control. God is love. God is king. God is my hope. He's my rock. He's my fortress. God is ever present. As we prayed just now outside there, we knew he's here. He's with us. He's here and right now. A help in time of trouble. But you know, he's a help all the time. He's, he, all the good comes from him. God is my father. God is my shepherd. He will lead me, nourish me, protect me, and restore me. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Lord, I just pray 
that what I've shared here today really, Lord, will encourage, Lord, and it's not a, it's not a whip, it's not a, not a, your love, Lord, and you're no respecter of pe- persons either, Lord, you say so in your word, and we saw it done for so many other people, Lord, and for so many years I didn't go into prayer properly, I didn't trust you, I was scared to venture out, it sounded weird, praying in tongues didn't really, I didn't understand it, and Lord, with beautiful people around me, as this family, as a church family, in George and back here now as well, Lord, where we encouraged each other, Lord, and we got closer to you, that we could see, Lord, that by sitting at your feet and praying together with the body, you the head, Lord, but with the body, supplying the needs of each other, and we cannot do without each other, Lord. Lord, that we will really m- encourage each other where we see difficulty and others having trouble, that we can reach out. But firstly, r- Lord, that we'll come and sit at your feet and say, Lord, what do you want? How do you want it, Lord? Let your Holy Spirit lead us, Lord. Let us be still and know you are, and you are the, the I am. I just pray, Lord, if there's anybody that just wants to just give their heart to you again, Lord, and just just commit themselves to you again, their whole life to you, dying to self. Lord, we, we, we continually face, face that battle every single day, but that we can do that daily and say, Lord, thank you for this beautiful new, new day. Right now is a new opportunity. It's a new start. And Lord, that we can come and sit at your feet every morning. And start afresh and know that you are. You are there, you're omnipotent, you're omnipresent, and you do answer prayers, Lord. And as you've answered our prayers, I know you've answered prayers for many others here, Lord, but with anybody doubting, Lord, may this really encourage and really give every one of us hope to continue glorifying, worshipping you, lifting your name on high, and not that it's all about us and be driven into fear by these things that are so um, so much smaller than you, Lord, where you are so, you are the Almighty, the creator of everything. And may we just get that picture. I pray that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Martin. Before you go, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, I want to, I want to ask you, I know that um, a lot of the time as a family you petition on behalf of the church. So you would stand in the gap and pray for the church and pray into certain circumstances. So um, when you started, and I, uh, my memory's dodgy, so uh, I want to, did I hear you right? When you started, you said something along the lines of, sometimes you wonder if we should even be asking because the Lord has already done and we've got the power. Um, I want you to... uh, So, I've heard that. I'm I'm trying to process that. And I I know that the Lord has completed an incredible work on the cross, and he's already done. And he's empowered us to walk in the the things of the Spirit. Um, Is that what you were saying? Or is there 
Is there more to that? Um, yeah, no, he's definitely empowered us. Um, and I believe that's from that point to understand he, he's given his son Jesus as the, the gift. And that gift is everything. He's seeing us in the glorified image already. So that means he knows we can do what we have to do. We are weak. We still don't see that. And I believe that's the faith that we all get, little bits of faith. So when there's something and the Lord tells us to do it, that we know we've actually got it, he's empowered us already, he sees us as victorious, he's got us where we have to be, take that step. He will never ask us to do something greater that we, than we can do. Did I, and I'm really going to go wild now, but did I ever think or whatever when I got married the first time, and I was only 36 when I got married the first time, but 14 years later that we'd be fighting for my wife's life, the kids are eight and six. If you had asked me that the day I got married, would I could handle that, it was way beyond me. But things happened. And the Lord takes you through that, that I could go through that period that people told me I'm off my rocker, um, you're in a bubble, it's going to burst, and it's not going to be there. But I went back to the Lord, and he was always there. And, and he helped me in that time not to focus on myself as well. And that was because the kid's there. So you can't sit and cry for yourself, you have to look after the kids. And he did. He gave me a sixth sense like women have. Man, I just knew exactly what those kids needed. Um, but as soon as the sorry came into my life, that disappeared. <laughs> but uh, um, So yes, I, I really believe he's empowered it. We must step into it. We must trust him. And that is not easy. But it's all those scriptures of he, he will not put you through something that you cannot make. That's where I'm. Thank you. Thank you for that incredible testimony. And um, it says in Romans 12, verse 3, it says, For the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of you, yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who have many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Just as Martin was sharing, I was, I was so aware of, of the, the gift of a seed of faith that has been given to each and every single one of us. And prayer brings confirmation of the Father's love, the Father's relationship with us. If, if Martin stood up here and 
if we did give him time, he would spend the rest of the day giving testimony of answered prayer. And it's not by chance. It's because the Lord has answered. And, and even for me, I can stand here with as much conviction as I could possibly convey to you that as I have prayed for things, I have seen the Lord answer. Sometimes He hasn't answered in the way that I've wanted Him to answer. And sometimes I've prayed things in the quiet of my heart and the Lord has spoken in different ways. But that is the primary function, primary way that we can communicate to the Father and He communicates to us is through prayer. It's such a beautiful gift. And, and we see the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he looks to his Father and says, Would you give us our daily bread? And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. And that was an example that Jesus set for us. To say, children, this is how you should pray. Come with humble hearts before the Father. Acknowledge His Lordship and ask Him for your daily bread. So yeah, just it's a, it really feels like a, a family time. Um, and thank you for sharing that with us, Martin. And yeah, if, if I can ask you to stand... Um, let's, let's set our eyes on the Lord on the Father Father I want to thank you for for the portion of faith that you've given to each of us God I thank you for the gift of a relationship with the living God <laughs> God that you created the heavens and the earth galaxies and things that we can't even begin to imagine Father and yet in a quiet still voice you speak to us in secret places in our hearts and you show us things and you lead us and you defend on our behalf oh God we thank you we thank you Father and today we want to worship you we want to tell you how much we love you. We adore you, God. And how much we want to grow in this, this journey, God. We want to know you more. We want to hear your voice and understand your ways more, Father God. And I pray for each of us, God, in our prayer life, Father. God, that we would just long to, to, to communicate with you. That, that boundaries would be broken and that our ears would be opened, Father God, that we would hear your voice clearer, Father, and that we would have bold, courageous, obedient hearts, that when you do speak, Father, that we would be able to obey, that we would be able to step out of the boat with courage, Father, knowing that we've heard your voice. We love you, Father. Amen.